Okay, guys, you're probably wondering what is going on right now, what you're seeing on your screen. Well, let me ask you this, yeah? Have you ever just woke up and you're thinking, I'm going to achieve that thing that's, you know, I've been putting off. I'm going to do that thing and I'm going to go, go and do it. Well, I woke up like that today. I was like, hey, I'm going to do a podcast. I want to do, the, I want to do this a bit different to my normal content. So I want to talk about filmmaking. I want to talk about me. I want to talk about FPV drones. We are about to talk to a filmmaker as well. Pat Greenaway is a filmmaker and director from Toronto, Canada. We recently connected and I thought it would be dope to speak to him today. So Pat, what's good, bro? What's going on, Joel? Happy to be here. What's Thanks a lot, here? man. How did we connect? Where did you Where did you see me? Like, what What happened? How did we How did we start talking? Well, I mean, like, I was looking for FPV people, and I'm always looking for new creative people all the time. Uh, okay. Anyways, and you know, usually when people do FPV in Toronto, it's one of those things where you either get a serious amount of backlash for being in the city, or you know, it, it something really cool happens. Yeah. You know, fortunately, you're skilled enough to actually capture a really nice frame with with the way that you did that. And yeah. I came across the CN Tower shot that you got, the yeah. bomb one. Uh huh. And uh, from there, I was like, uh, and then I was like looking through your content, and I wondered why I hadn't followed you earlier because I guess I hadn't seen that yeah. niche that much. Like I didn't really follow it as closely. So uh, yeah, I was like, this is dope. Yeah. I can't even remember who reposted it. Somebody reposted it. Oh no, a friend of mine sent it to me. Okay. Uh, do you know a guy named Top Boy Zamor? He sent it to me. Okay, yeah. He told me to check it out. Yeah, so I took a look at it and it was dope. Yeah, crazy, so, man. yeah. So in case anybody dive bomb the CN Tower like that, so yeah. So guys, in case you don't know what happened, in case you didn't watch the video I posted about a week ago, um, I FPV'd the CN Tower. Um, you know, I guess we can react to it in a bit later, but like it, it, it was, it was epic, and um, it's led to me connecting with a lot of Toronto. Uh, filmmakers there's a lot of filmmakers there isn't there bro like uh, in Toronto oh, here's the hub man everyone says Toronto is kind of like the new LA for filmmaking and like content creation it's crazy yeah there's a there's a million of us here for sure so so you're in Toronto now but obviously you started um did you start filmmaking in Toronto because I went back on your I went back on your Instagram and YouTube obviously you've you've traveled you've traveled around and what you know i know that you primarily um are based there but do you do you travel as a as a filmmaker or do you travel just to travel just to travel and then you film along the way is this your is this your primary this is your primary hustle right yeah i know this is my primary thing and to kind of answer your last question about the travel scenario um i'm about an hour about 45 minutes from toronto i'm, I'm in a okay it's like right next to it um but essentially the traveling is usually done for the purpose of like either a brand or a tourism board or something of that nature okay um but i try to take as much in as possible because it's really easy to get caught up in just focusing on just filming and kind of with that you lose the experience of what the country was actually like or you miss out on certain things or you come back home and you realize like Oh, like I, I totally didn't even like take in half of the stuff because you're just like stuck to your camera lens, you know? And do you think that did traveling inspire you? Because a lot of people, a lot of people, obviously, they, they go online, they see people traveling and that, what, that, that's what makes them pick up the camera. But for you, was it, was it literally, was it just your primary love for, the, for capturing images on video or was it the traveling? What was it that inspired you to kick off this and how did it start? So for me, it's actually funny you ask, as, as this is such a strange story actually, but for me, um, back in high school, my ex-girlfriend uh, was like, yo, do you want to make a YouTube video 
where you attempt to do my makeup and I was like afraid obviously I was like trying to hold on to my masculinity as like a young high school boy I was like no we got to make that video and uh so she's like oh no like just try and make this video like attempt to do my makeup I'm yeah like, sure okay whatever uh so I did and I tried to do it and it failed miserably obviously I looked like a complete idiot because I don't know what I'm doing okay and uh that ended up getting like two and a half million views or something like oh, that oh damn and after that you know, we had this kind of small, I guess, thing. And that was kind of how I was introduced to YouTube, I guess, completely different than filmmaking, which is kind of crazy. But from there, eventually, you know, I started filming myself doing like boxing and gymnastics and some of the other activities that I do. And I was making like cool compilation edits out of it. Yeah. And um, from there, one of my friends is an artist and he asked me to go on tour with him. So I went on tour and I did all the vlog recap episodes and I did all the photos and stuff like that. And from there migrated towards, you know, music videos and brand videos for like an agency, which led to like currently solo kind of thing. So you, sense. so you, so the first time you picked up a camera was in high school. So what you, you I guess, um, that's Maybe like 2000, 2011, 2011. And when did it, when did it, can you remember a moment when you was like, okay, well, I guess, I guess it's kind of getting serious. I guess I can make money of, is there like a specific moment that stands out in your head? Yeah. So uh, basically I actually went to school to be a cop. And, oh, um, okay. I, I was just in it and I stayed in it and I finished it just because I felt like I, like, I, I'm, I'm a very like big advocate of like, if I'm going to start something, I'm, I'm going to finish it. Yeah. But essentially I finished and by then I was already filming just random stuff. So I had already kind of caught the bug, I guess. But, mm -hmm. um, when I realized that there was money to be made at all was actually when one of my friends did a brand deal and he told me how much he made and I was like, whoa like i was i was like whoa that's kind of crazy um, how much was it like six figures for uh for that reason whatsoever i was just like addicted to filming stuff pretty much what, what was the figure was it like was it like a, oh man i just made 100k or was it not that much it even, no it wasn't even that like 20k it was like 10 15 and he was like yeah i made 10 15 and i was like yeah that's pretty fucking sick if one if for from one deal i was like sure like, yeah that's kind of cool like Cause that's not like, it's not, it's not like his only deal throughout the year. Right. But like, it's just when you're new to it, time, you know, and, and he was able to like go somewhere, you know, while doing it and get paid to do it yeah. and experience all these other things along the way. And then on top of that, he gets to imagine something and then produce it into something that's in real life that people can actually see. He, just making your imagination show up on the screen is just like crazy powerful. Yeah, there's literally endless possibilities to how creative you can be with it. That's why it's so Definitely. that's why so many people continue, continue to to get into it. But let's let's do this. I want to I want to watch your video. Um, I watched your video on. Uh, on Instagram, um, where you recapped Dubai, and yeah. I wanted to, I wanted to show everyone that, and just, I want, I want you just to just tell me like your creative process, your creative process, guys. I'm from the UK, I guess. Like we say process and process differently, but let's just say <laughs> your creative process behind it. And I guess people listening that don't have the vi visual version, I mean, you can go check them out. So this is what Pat does. This is his video. It's dope. Check this out. Remember, and that you remember chapters of our story have already been written. Go home and stay. Our world has changed. If anything kills over 10 million people in the next few decades, 
likely to be a highly infectious virus rather than a war. So let me take you back to a time. Oh, okay. Some animation. Okay, so there's a lot of stuff going on there. There's a lot more stuff than what I'm used to editing right now. How long is the process of that? Of like, um, well, the process of it was pretty interesting, I guess, because the way that the process worked for me was I came up with a concept because otherwise it's kind of just like another travel video. So yeah, I kind of wanted to put some sort of context behind what I was doing, and the whole thing for me is you know kind of like what I just said, like you can just go to Dubai and film whatever you want and it could be a travel video. But at the end of the day, it's just so like overdone and oversaturated. Like yeah. everybody's already done that. And also another thing that I kept in mind was, you know, everybody always films the same shit in Dubai. They always film the McLarens. They always film like the bougie stuff <laughs> you know, and it's all the same. So I was like, you know yeah. what? Me and my uh, friend J.R. Ali, we were like, let's like focus on the culture. Let's go for like some of the stuff that isn't shown as much. Um, you know, we're still got to capture the uh, the architecture of the buildings and stuff because that's just like a must. Mm -hmm. But we try to focus on some of their main animals, and uh, you know, there's there's certain like I forget what it's called, like Arabian orcs, I believe is what it's called. But okay. then there's the falcon, and they both mean uh, very powerful things in Dubai. They're both very symbolic, so. Uh, we focused on those things, and then we went to the markets, and we shot some of those. And uh, and then with the context of the whole video was during that time was during the outbreak in Canada for COVID. So we had it really bad here. So I was stuck in my room, and, like, it was so bad that, like, there was quarantine. You couldn't go out certain places. It's yeah. pretty intense. Um, and so I guess with that, I morphed the beginning around – creating the idea that the trip was just a memory that I had that I would rather think about yeah. during this particular time. So I tried to craft it in that way as opposed to just being like, I went to Dubai, you know, and I, I tried to like make something out of it, I guess. Yeah. And I really, I really resonated with what you said about that, about how you can go to Dubai and you can just do what everyone else does because guys, I'm a culprit. You know, when I, when I was in my first year of doing that, um, I was like, hey, you know what? Let's go to Dubai. Let's not, let's try and, you know, we are, let's, let's tell ourselves we're going to create a story, but we don't really know what that story is. And we probably didn't end up even telling it. And we just got some McLarens and some Lamborghinis and just went into the desert. And guys, I actually think about this a lot. I actually, I, I regret that so much. I, I was being so dumb. I wasted so much money on, on doing that. And it was, it, it, yeah, at the time I was like, well, these other people have done it. So this is the, this is the key. So what Pat has done that he is just quite inspiring. He's used shots that he's already got to tell a different story about an emotion he's got right now that wasn't the case four months ago. So that is what's quite amazing about filmmaking. It doesn't always have to be planned out. You can come back and tell a story a year ago with some shots that you filmed a year ago. So whilst I've got this regret that, you know, that I did go to Dubai, well, it doesn't matter because I can still tell that story now. That's why I picked out this video to to play to play because um, you know 
all the places that you went in that video, I'm pretty sure you was on the Shangri-La. Uh, yeah. Yeah, the Shangri-La, like all of them places I was there, got the shots. But um, unfortunately, you know, I made the video and it, and it flopped. I'm pretty sure it got minimal views. No one cared. You know, I went, I went and cried in my room. Um, <laughs> you know, I got, I mean, I got, oh, look, look, I got a good, listen, I got a few good shots on Instagram with, with, with some McLarens, but, you know, maybe some gut. Maybe some girls liked me on Tinder more. I don't know. Maybe that's okay. You got some girls in there too. I couldn't forget the girls. You were exactly what I was talking about apparently in that quote. Because the funniest part about this whole thing was I didn't even know you made that video. I didn't know you made a Dubai video that had McLarens and girls in it. No, no. You said that. No, what I mean is. Just like knowing. Wait, wait. What I meant was like I I used the photos. I probably used one of them photos on Tinder, like with the McLarens. That's what I got from it. Like, oh, you got it. Yeah, I didn't. I, <laughs> I didn't. But, but come on, like guys, listen. If you if you got a Tinder photo, if you have a Tinder photo with your dog, or something like that, that's that's not gonna cut it, guys. Girls don't want to. Look, I see. Girls don't want to see the dogs. You know, they girls like dogs, but you go think outside the box. Go, you know, even if you had a, like a edgy photo with something else, it would be cooler than the dog. Just like my little side note. But let's get back onto the, let's get back onto the subject of uh, of this. But bro, listen, listen. What, once you made this video, um, would you okay? When you made this video, were, was it quite hard because you was in that like we've we've all been going through this 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 drought, you know, of 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 where we can't do stuff and we've had our, you know, some of our freedoms have been stopped. So did this help you? Like when you made this video, were you like, were you, did you, did you get re-inspired or, you know, did, did you go back and be like, oh, now, now what? Or was, what, what, what was the moment after you made this? So basically like near the end of the Dubai trip, yeah. I knew, um, I knew totally what the concept was going to be. And I knew that it was going to be about COVID just based on how the whole trip went and how, everyone back at home was telling us to come home because of COVID. It just felt weird to release anything that wasn't about that or else. Cause like yeah. nobody's going to make like a travel Dubai video in the middle of like a pandemic. It just like, doesn't make sense. You know what I mean? And did, and did you, did you have, do you have any troubles? Like when you were coming in through the gates, did you have any troubles with, um, like with the like, immigration or like, or, cause you obviously yeah, you're Canadian. They, you know, they, they, they didn't like that we were not in Canada, obviously, but they, um, you know, unfortunately, we couldn't get a quick flight back to Canada because everyone was trying to escape Dubai. Like, everyone was trying to leave, so all the flights were booked up. Oh, did you have to pay a lot? What's up, sorry? Did you have to pay a lot? Like, was it expensive? Like, 10K? No. Well, there's certain things that the tourism board helped us out with. Oh, dope. Um, but essentially, well, the whole videos like that we went there was JR and I were to do where it was tourism board related. Yeah, JR's sick. Yeah, dude, that guy's sick. Yeah, man, Jarrah's Jarrah's the goat, man. Jarrah's the homie. He is uh, a goat, guys. Jarrah Ali, check him out. Shout, come yeah, on the podcast too. It'll be dope, dope to have you on as well. But, um, <laughs> so yeah, we you know we 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 had to actually get a connecting flight that went to Switzerland, um, and then to Toronto from Switzerland. So we went through uh, we went through Switzerland's airport, uh, and then we went through Toronto's airport, and by then we're like. We got COVID. Yeah, like, we dude, like, fuck it. Like, bro, my ears, sure. my ears are popping just just thinking about that. I'm, I'm having to, you know, when you get their fingers on the plane, my ears are like doing that right now. It's like I'm, yeah, it's I brutal. just went through that real quick. With you. Brutal. <laughs> and like so, yeah, so that that was rough, man. Trying to get back in, that like it's everyone was stressing, dude. Oh man, on the plane, people were like pushing and shoving and stuff. And I swear, I almost got in like an altercation with an old man because this old man 
kept I say old man pretty like generally but he was like 50 something years old and he kept bumping me with oh. his shoulder and him and his wife were like we gotta get off the plane we gotta get off the plane and I'm like yo <laughs> that's I funny I looked at him and I said I was like yo like if you're gonna get COVID you're gonna get it by touching me so yeah. stop like stop this nonsense with your shoulder and like stop hitting me because like like you of all people can't be affording to catch it so like stop you know what I mean just chill out yeah get your shit and walk off the plane like everybody else. Yeah, like, it's you know. it's safe to say it's it's safe to say it was a very uh, tumultuous time for everyone around the world. It was it was oh, it was sure. rough, man. I think you asked me about um, you was quite interested how I how I got into Canada as well, which is yeah, yo, that is something I was. <laughs> well, I guess too another thing I was wondering though is so you said that you were from the UK when we had briefly talked. Yeah, about and then all of a sudden you're in British Columbia and yeah. you're in Toronto. How yeah. did you even? Yeah. Get in and is it like are you allowed in or like what's the okay. scenario how did that happen okay so let's just say this the queen in the uk um she owns your country and she enables me much freedoms in your country so uh no that wait i don't even know what i'm talking about that's not that's <laughs> look i know the queen is on your money guys but let's just chill we don't really have any ties apart from sharing the same uh money face uh that's about it let's be fair no but seriously let's no basically what happened was I was in California, in Los Angeles, and, you know, it was, it was, uh, it was, I, I, I go to LA, like, once a year, I go there for three months, okay, I'm going to go further into my story about the last year, because it has been crazy, but let's just start from January, so, in LA, three months, um, I planned to go to Canada anyway, my plan was to go to Canada around March 25th, okay, so, I think it was, like, March 16th, and all this talk about COVID, was happening and then um alexa um ali for if you don't know who she is she is from canada and i was traveling with her and she um she went back to canada real quick to get her dog and then come back to la so we could film for the last week and then we was going to go to canada and then as soon as she gets here like we literally filmed for one day and there was there was this like little to mini like things about covid started happening and just like me and everyone else we didn't really anticipate it was going to blow up like it didn't all of a sudden justin trudeau is like so um we have decided to close the borders to all non-canadian citizens this uh, will go in effect on um on wednesday at midnight so if you're not canadian you can go focus on that he didn't say that but it was basically like that so i had i had a limited amount of time to get into canada or you best believe I'm going back to the UK where there's no mountains. I mean, you best believe I'm going back to the UK and there's only one Starbucks drive-through. There's not 10 Starbucks drive-throughs and there's just like not a lot to do. Like there's just, yeah. So I was like, okay. So I then had to get me and Alexa and a dog because um, <laughs> the dog was now part of our crew. Um, her name is Bindi. And uh, we, we had to get um, into Canada. Um, and it was really stressful because I had 24 hours to book the flights, and I don't even want to talk about the price of them. They would make me feel sick from a flight to from LA to Calgary. Well, yeah. so it's WestJet. Why'd you do this to me, WestJet? Um, but yeah, like yeah. So that was it. So I basically, you know, we the flights wasn't getting booked. It was stressful, but we eventually got in with one hour to spare. At this point, when I'm lining up for immigration. I didn't even know if they, I had no idea if they were going to let me in. I didn't know. I was so nervous because that moment could have changed. Then I wouldn't be sitting here right now. I wouldn't have done the CN Tower. I, I, you know, I wouldn't have done all this dope stuff if they had denied me in. But luckily, he let me in. All he said to me was, 
so why'd you come to Canada in a crazy time like this? And I was like, well, basically I was in LA and you know, it's too crazy to get home back to the UK. So I thought it'd be safer just to come to Canada um, where my friends are and just, you know, quarantine here. And he was like, okay, stamp me in for, for the next few months. Um, yeah, so very, very important moment of this year. That was my saving grace because I don't know about you, but I don't mind being inside sometimes. Um, if I have something to go outside to, like mountains when I want to, um, that's basically the story. And how, how did you handle like being inside? Like what was your like creative, um, like did you, some people couldn't hack it. Some people were like, I can't do this anymore, man. I, got, I gotta go outside, man. Were you like one of them? Or were you, you seem like you have your stuff set up. You got your, you know, you got your editing stuff. So was you good? Yeah, honestly, I'm, I'm just chilling, man. I've been hanging out. Um, you know, I, I only really would go out before, like if we're talking about like, you know, clubs and shit or yeah. like whatever, going out to the club, whatever it may be, like I would only really go out to those things if there was a reason to go out anyways. Like if somebody's having an event or um or you know there's there's something going on then sure. Yeah. But otherwise a lot of my time is spent at home anyways, or either that or I'm out like riding my bike or running or boxing or working out, which I still can do yeah. a lot of those things. But some of them I don't do it in a gym, right? But I train at a park and like I do a lot. Oh, of nice. Um, so for me, it's actually pretty much pretty similar, honestly. Yeah. In, in the reality of things. And there's still deals that come in that don't necessarily involve traveling at all. They're yeah. Really like home based and it forces you to be creative at home. And I think that's really important, right? Because a lot of this industry involved is travel. A lot of people go, oh, I got to go to fucking, whoops. I got to go to Hawaii and I have to make a video and it has to, you know, it has to be green and tropical and like it has to whatever be whatever it is. And then I got to get like a sponsorship and whatever. Yeah. The reality of the situation is, you know, sure. Like beautiful landscapes are, are extremely nice, but yeah. what can you do without it? That's a huge thing. That, that'll almost determine who you are as a filmmaker, how good you even are is, is what do you do when you can't travel? If you can think back to a moment, like, do you feel like, was this supposed to happen to us? Like, did you, were you grateful that we, you know, we had this time to reflect or did you not need that time? Were you, were you like at the moment in your career where, you know, you pretty much were good. Like, you know, you was in Dubai. Did you need, some people needed this to happen, Pat. Like I, you know, for me, I didn't need this to happen, but did you need this to happen? Uh, me, me personally, I would say whether it did or didn't happen for me, it wouldn't have made a massive difference. I can but, tell. You know, it would have been dope to be able to travel more. Uh, but even in the spectrum of where I was going with my type of cinematography and my type of uh, creation related things. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted to get into more shooting and directing my own kind of conceptual stuff. Okay. As opposed to just going to a location and then being like, so I got a call to go to France or like yeah. something like yeah. that. Like I've really wanted, like the stuff that I've really been liking lately has been Nike commercials, um, Reebok commercials or, or Apple, uh, com like certain advertisements, I guess you could say, yeah. that have been done in a creative way and uh -huh. directed by very creative people. Even some music videos are actually really cool. But um, I'm into a lot of different styles of film and mm -hmm. travel was just one of those, it was just one. Right. So as long as you have other types of film that you're interested in and you like to pursue, then, you know, it, it shouldn't make a massive difference unless you are on a film set in which now there's regulations where, you know, there's certain things you can and can't do, obviously. But, yeah. 
Um, with respect to travel, yeah, I just had so many other interests that weren't necessarily travel related. That yeah, that was fine. Well, can I can I talk about um, what you sent me, like your idea when we first started talking, and like, is that is that? Can we talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so 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 one of the re one of the initial reasons why Pat did hit me up was to talk about an idea he had to shoot in uh, in Toronto, and some the, this this is the vibe like this is an actual like futuristic um, like it, did you say it was like Gotham style kind of yeah yeah exactly what I thought it was it was, it was very Gotham theme is what I wanted to go for from this mood board on Pinterest I was able to really understand the kind of vibe that he wants so like usually when you want to do a shoot especially if there's like dope stuff involved like you want to do it at like sunset and i thought that's what his time he wanted to do so quickly tell me tell me what this idea is and like just give me the so back real quick what what you're looking at right now on pinterest is a mood board's a pretty general term i would say for it i kind yeah. of call it that because it really does kind of give off the idea or the image i guess but i kind of just started that yesterday but ideally um, you know, coming up with a concept and coming up with a small team in order to complete a mock either Lamborghini or McLaren yeah. uh, commercial uh, okay. for me to use so that I can pitch to other companies and also create a YouTube video and, and really like, you know, for everyone to have because I wanted to make the YouTube piece um, involve more than one person. I wanted to show BTS. I'd have somebody shoot the whole thing. So someone's BTS shooting, you know, whether it be you fly FPV for that particular shot. Yeah. Someone's also shooting me shooting the car. And I, I yeah, love yeah, doing yeah. that stuff lately. It's been really cool. But ultimately, uh, yeah, I really wanted to do a really cool Gotham style, um, yeah. gray kind of Lamborghini or, or McLaren type commercial. And uh, I hadn't circulated around to coming up with like finalizing a exact yeah. concept from that but okay. i knew that that was the imaging that i uh wanted to go with and, and that's kind of where i was going and like in terms of um like the lamborghinis and stuff like that is that going to be you're, you're, so you're going to pitch it to lamborghini or that or this is going to be um like it's going to be something like separate and then you're gonna like so the, the the purpose the purpose of doing um the purpose of doing something like this for me is a the YouTube content from on my end would be great. It yeah. looks not just like another YouTube video that's like, what's going on, guys? Blah, blah, blah. It's it's it's. <laughs> that sounded. You know, like... I mean? it, it, you know it's it's, yeah. it's commercial quality level stuff. Um, and yeah, sure, I'd throw it at Lamborghini, but you could you could throw it at. Um, yeah, so you could use something like this to pitch at Lamborghini, obviously, if you're using a Lamborghini. But I think, you know, it's a good way of just showing anybody what kind of work you can do with a vehicle in general. Yeah. Um, you could throw it at any vehicle company and say, hey, like, you know, you guys hire an agency for, you know, twenty, thirty, forty thousand $40,000 to do this. And they use a huge team to do this. And I did this with like three or four people, you know, like, so. Yeah. It's, it's just a cool piece to make, too, and it's something that I've always wanted to do because I've never worked um, too much with cars, so that's something I really wanted to do as well. Yeah, I love the idea, dude. I love the idea, and do you, you know, when do you see this going ahead? Uh, so there's a bit of a process, I guess, in the respect of, you know, I have a few different owners um, that are interested in doing it. But the problem with that comes obviously with the whole COVID thing, right? Because a lot of the times what happens is they go, oh, I'm cool, uh, I'm ready to do it, whatever. And then they have an outbreak in their area and then they get terrified and they don't yeah. want to work with a group of people, which, which is understandable. Um, but 
you know, what I need to do first, and I think what the most important thing I need to do is, is I need to actually finalize a, a concept besides the mood board and besides what the image actually looks like. I really want to come up with um, some sort of theme to the video that's even more, uh, I guess, refined than just like a Gotham look. Yeah. So whether that be like the video starts a certain way and then ends a certain way or kind of however I want to roll that out. Okay. And, uh, you know, I could see everything possibly happening in the next like couple weeks, I'd say. Another thing that's kind of cool too, um, and I, I can't say what the name of the project is technically. Yeah. Um, there, for whatever reason. But JR and I have another project that's coming out as well. Okay. And that's going to be nuts. That one's actually going to be crazy. We, we were planning out like a completely uh, unique intro to that video that I personally haven't seen done before. So it'd be really cool to see that come to life. And then uh, we have another uh, project. So there's the His Dubai one, and then we have another one coming, and that one's going to be crazy. Dope, man. That's, yeah. You guys. You guys are going to be a good team because you, you've, you've, you've got something. So yeah. he sequences and does everything. You know? Yeah. So this is, this is JR Ali right now. Like, go, go, go. Watch this. I love, oh, bro, that, that TV transition. Fire. Is that you with the hat? Yeah. You're in it. Okay. So listen, guys, what you're watching right here, right? You can, you can watch this, right? And you can think, I'm going to go do that. But you're not going to, like, you just can't. Just like um, Pat's video, like, you can watch all these shots and you can think, well, I, I, can, I can go to... I can go to Egypt and, you know, I'm going to be able to buy a camera from Best Buy, but to actually implement, implement it, you're jet lagged, you know, you're tired, you're, you've got all this stuff going on, you're hungry, you're in a new place, you don't know, you know, to actually do it and actually go through with it. And, and, and it's like, that, that's why this has got almost a million views. And that's why, you know, that's why it's good. And that's why people like it is because it's something that is so hard to do. And it takes such a high skill level it, and you can't really teach someone to do it. And, and that's what, that's the kind of typical, that's what, this is what gets me passionate about filmmaking. Even if it's FPV, if it's anything, there's a skill level that you have to practice that you have to get good at. You have to learn, you have to submerge yourself into that world to try and, and, and do it. It's not easy guys. It's really not easy. And that's what, a lot, you know, it, they, people do make it look easy, like Pat and J.R. Ali and people like Sam Calder and, or, and like they make it look easy because, you know, they, they, they do it in such a seamless way. But when you actually try and do it yourself, trust me, it's really hard. And I've, I've really, you know, been in kind of ruts before. It's like, oh, I just want to, I want to do a transition like that. I don't know how to do it. Like, oh, my God, like, I'm just going to format my whole SD card. I'm going to, I'm going to delete my, I'm going to delete my project file. You come home with all these poo-poo shots. Have you ever had... So listen, let me ask you a question. Have you ever had that? Where you think you've got these dope shots, right? And you come home and you are so stoked. You are like, yes, these are the shots. I'm, but like, 
you're disappointed. It didn't work out. There, there's something's overexposed. This didn't work. This is shaky. You can't stay. Do you know what I'm trying to say? You have them moments where you're like, yeah, no, for sure. I mean, there's definitely times where you think you have uh, like a fire shot and it yeah. turns out garbage for sure. That definitely. But I think, you know, now <laughs> it comes down to like, I know what's probably going to look good or what's going to look bad. So sometimes I'll just shoot anyways. And then when I shoot, um, yeah. I'll know, like, I'll take the shot and then I'll, I'll kind of like look back at it and I'll be like, oh, that was shit. Like, I'll know right away. I was like, eh, that's like, I'll, I'll, I'll take a look again. Like, I always look again when it's on the computer, but like for the most part, I know what it's going to look like, but there have been plenty of times where I've shot stuff and I've been like, I don't know if any of this footage is usable, like, <laughs> which is tough. But what helps with that, what makes that a lot easier, um, is actually if you shoot things in a sequence, and if you can, you know, not necessarily come up with the most complicated story, uh, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. It's actually, I guess, more so a concept. But if you, like, let's say there's, like, a desert sequence, right? You can shoot somebody, and it's very basic, but somebody, like, getting into a Jeep, like, somebody starting the Jeep, somebody yeah. pressing the gas pedal. Like, mm. all of these things are steps that are leading up to you actually driving the Jeep, right? And then yeah. you can cut to all of the stuff that's going on. So yeah. as long as you your video makes sense... Um, the shots will almost speak for themselves and they don't necessarily need to be the most crazy, beautiful looking things. Although obviously you want to practice your framing and stuff to make them as nice as you can. Absolutely. And I'm going to ask you another question about that real quickly. Before I do that, I want to get your opinion on, I want to get your opinion on something. I'm going to, I'm, if you can, I want you to react to, um, I'm going to lay myself bare right now, guys. I'm going to, I'm going to be a bit vulnerable. I'm going to play. It's, it's not going to be that good. I'm going to play you one of my earlier videos. I, I play you my Dubai video if I didn't private it already. Um, but uh, let me... Okay, so... Is this a video that you've shot that wasn't on FPV? Yes, yeah, so this is before I actually started FPV. Um, this is when okay. I... So just a quick backstory. I, st I picked up my camera, um, I say 2016 maybe, and then I wanted to do YouTube, but like, I was like, hey, like, how do I stand out? So I just bought a drone and then I just focused all my attention on, on, on flying a Mavic. And I, I, you know, I, bought, I started vlogging and I tried to like integrate the two, um, you know, without, real, without a real plan, you know. I, I, instead, of, instead of really, you know, just educating myself on, you know, I was inspired, I had people that inspired me, but instead of doing that, I, you know, I just, I kind of just jumped in. I got, I, got, I got a bit carried away, you know. I had, I had the money too, so I was like, let's go to Dubai. You know, and whilst these shots are okay, they didn't really tip over my channel like it did in 20, well, like this, in this January. So like, this was May 2019. So this was actually um, a year ago. Another thing too, to kind of touch on though, is yeah. even more so kind of something that I think is even more important than just uh, whether or not it got any views or anything yeah. like that. Yeah. I think almost the, the more important part is like that was a part of your journey. It, it was. To, you know, you finding out that you really like doing FPV a lot, which is cool. Yeah. Um, because literally for that reason, right? Because, I mean, a video might not get a lot of views, but it doesn't necessarily mean that it's not a bomb video. Absolutely. Know? And, you know, at the time, absolutely. And at the time, you know, we can, guys, we can all regret things. We can all regret things. You know, I started my channel a lot. I, I started my channel in 20, uh, 2009. Let's quickly react to this video. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Got the McLarens. Got the McLarens. We got in the Lambo. We're rolling through the sand. Oh, Sandy McLaren, though. <laughs> Guys, listen. Nah. 
Sandy Lambo, Sandy McLaren. Okay. I can't watch this, guys. Near the apocalyptic. Guys, I can't watch this. Nice no, cringe. Oh, well, we're in the vlog portion. We're in the vlog portion. Hold on. We need to see this part. I don't have to do so. Now, I've always, always wanted to do it. And that is to get a couple of supercars. What better place to do it than supercar heaven, Dubai. So, plan is we have one full day, 24 hours with two supercars of our choice. You know, hold we are on. going for the Lamborghini hold on, though. and the McLaren. You know, you, know, you know what the whole thing, though, that I, that I respect about this, though? One thing, though. Here's one thing, though is you were transparent about what you wanted to do. That's the thing that I respect. I, one thing I've, I like about this, for sure, is that, you know, sure, you shot the typical supercar thing, whatever, but at least you admitted, you sat down in front of the camera and you're like, yo, I always wanted to do this, this is something, and, and, and whatever, right? There's people who go to Dubai and just do the supercar thing and like they just post it as it is what it is and try to portray it as yeah. either they do their own supercars or that they're loaded or like yeah. whatever, right? And it's like you're not really trying to perceive an alternative image. Like you straight up just sat in front of the camera and you were like, I've always wanted to do the supercar thing. Like you just said it. Okay. Like, yeah. Respects to that, you know? Like Okay. It's getting delivered and going to the hotel now. Delivered. Oh, I'm so excited, man. I can't wait to do this. This is gonna be super. Look, I, Let's go get it. I'm gonna say it's a lot better than my first vlogs, but it's. <laughs> this. Guys, I don't know what I was going for. I was going. I think I was just like, I don't even know what I was going for. Like what? what? Reaction. I love the reaction when uh, yeah. you start the car and you're like. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, so like, I think, I was trying to, like, I was taking influence from every single YouTuber. I think, I, you know what I was doing? I was like, literally like, yeah, this YouTuber, this YouTuber, YouTuber, I'm going to make it fun. I'm going to make it travel. I'm going to make it like funny. I'm going to try and do it all. Like, I was just literally my, like, I was like, yeah, like, this is, <laughs> it was just like, yeah, yeah. can you see that what I'm doing? I'm like, there's no, yeah. It's just <laughs> I mean, yo, it could have been a lot worse though. It could have been a lot worse, man. I'm yeah. expecting you to send me some like real cringe. Oh, I could do that, but we're not gonna do that. No. Uh um, yeah, we keep watching. We're, we're, we're gonna give it another twenty seconds and we'll cut it. Yo, big shout out to Dan. <laughs> I love Dan. Shout out Dan. Uh he's a dope guy. I put his Instagram in the back. Whoa. Hyperlapse, let's go. Look, come on man, let's stop being nice. Come on, please, please. Uh, you can hit me. Yeah, we got a camel. We got a camel. No, wait, wait. Let's stop this real quick. We're get, we need to. We need to move on to the next uh, thing. But I just want you to hit me, Pat. Hit me with this intro. Just, I. You cannot hurt my feelings right now because, like, I know it's just. Look, let's just look at. You're you're a filmmaker. Let's just let's just watch the first thirty second intro. You just watch. Tell me your honest critique, please. Oh well, I mean, like, I, here's the thing. Of, I of the cinematic. Say something bad, but like, in all honesty, like the way that the shots played out, I thought the frames were pretty nice. I mean, there's things that you could obviously take from it in the sense of like there wasn't really a concept or a story or yeah. whatever. But the actual frames themselves. Okay. I mean, even in the comments, like somebody says, like that the channel has high production value, and I mean, people don't just write that for no reason. Yeah. You know, the, the footage itself looks really good. I think it's lacking a concept and lacking a bit of a storyline. Yeah. But 
the actual shots are, are pretty nice, honestly. Yeah, I mean, they're not... True. That's my honest opinion. Thank you. But they're not... One thing I, I always struggle with was what you and Jao Ali and everyone... Like, guys, you can get all the dope shots you want, but unless you piece them together in a smooth way, them shots aren't going to mean shit. Would you yeah. agree with that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's all about the sequence, right? Yeah. It's all about the order of which the shots go in. And to be honest, the, the transitions are, are one thing for sure. But right now we're actually in a place where transitions are becoming a little bit less uh, popular. And what's more popular is just really, really good shots. Cuts. Shots that, like, kind of like what I already said, just make sense in order. Because if the shots make sense in order, yeah. the, the person will, it's a lot easier to continue to watch it as opposed to like, you know, let's say there's a car and all of a sudden the car gets masked out and something else comes into the frame. It's like somebody else who does video might think that's really cool. But, you know, somebody who doesn't watch video might just be like, as eh, kind of a lot, you know, like some people just like seeing um, the process of order. People like the sequence if it makes sense. Right. And I think that. Yeah, that's what it's all about is, is uh -huh. creating. Uh, footage that actually makes sense when it's put together as opposed to a compilation Let's just quickly before we move on. This is my newest video. This is FPV If you don't know what FPV is, I mean, I assume you do because you've watched me on this channel, but the quality that's coming out of that GoPro is really yeah Did you get any feedback or latency or anything? Uh, no, so we, this was actually, this was actually shot, so if you're wondering what this was shot, this was shot on analog um, instead, of, uh, instead of DJI, so we actually used the analog setup. Um, that's my favorite shot. Yeah, let's pause that. So, you know, I don't want to go into too many, I don't want to go into, because a lot of people in the comments, Crazy, man. you like it. Yeah, I got a question for you about that yeah. real quick. Yeah. So you did that, right? And then after you did that, did you not get any heat from the, uh, like the, the basically like the airplane police, we'll call so it? So they're, they're, they're called Transport of Canada, okay? Transport of Canada are basically the um, FAA of Canada. Um, that's what it is. And I've learned all about the Transport of Canada. Um, and I've learned about also, you know, there's a lot of different rules, there's a lot of different aviation rules, depending on what country you're in. And Canada has different, I, you know, I, I did think that they were, they had the same rules as, um, they had the same rules as America, but they actually don't. If you look in the description of this video, you're going to see that this drone weighs um, under 250 grams. So that is, um, that mean, uh, listen, I'm not going to sit here right now and try and tell you the ins and outs of the regulations right now because there are so many. And if you go in the comments, you're going to see so many people arguing right now. But I don't want to go into it, guys, because I, I, let, I put that in the description to you can interpret that how you want. And technically, I, I wasn't against regulations, but there are some people saying Section A1.121B states this, and they've literally pasted a whole paragraph. And I can't sit there all day and go for it because. It's just, it's just, it's just going to keep never ending. And there, there are some people out there that get unhappy with drones. And, and unfortunately, and there's some people in the drone community as well that get unhappy. But we made, we made it clear. We made it clear that we wasn't shooting over people or cars. We made it clear that we wasn't. And we, we, we took the precautions at 5 o'clock in the morning to do that.
And that's what you've got to do, guys. Um, there, there is a, I'm not going to name who they are, but you'll probably find it if you... There are a drone FPV group that came to Canada and they decided to FPV over a very busy bridge in the middle of the day. And what happened was they... Apparently, someone told me they got sued by Transport Canada for a lot of money. Obviously, that's dumb to do, guys. You, there, there's no sense in flying over people or cars. That's why we didn't do that. But just because we didn't do that does not mean that people are going to be upset. I'd say 90% of people were happy, Pat, but five, there are 10% there are of people that are always going to be upset. Um, I took a risk, guys. I, I really took a risk. I wanted to stand out. Um, you know, I mean, we was in, indoors for so long, I just needed to go. 24 hours in Toronto. <laughs> so, yeah, there were some people that gave me heat, heat man. Um, but that's the risk I was going to take. And, and Transport Canada, they haven't called. Um, if you're watching this right now, um, Please don't call me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thank, if, you, if, if you guys are watching, if Transport Canada's watching right now, like, thanks for not finding you yet. Like, thank yeah. you. Know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Like, please don't. Like, okay. Appreciate it. Like, let, let, let's move this on. So, Pat, I want to ask you, you know, something personal, you don't have to answer it, but like, can you remember a time, can you remember a time, you know, in your filmmaking career, especially where you've, you've been down and out or a time, you know, downfall that you've had and just like, or like what, what it wasn't. Did you learn from it, or have you had any, or have you just been, you know, have you just been pretty much good your whole time? Uh, like specifically, like in filmmaking. Yeah, let's let's just say filmmaking your career. Let's just let's just base it around, I guess, filmmaking. If you want to, or if you don't, if you want to say something personal, yeah, I don't know. You know uh, well, there's been events that have happened in the past, like that have revolved around uh, specifically, like my mom, and uh, she used to have cancer. Um, and obviously there's certain like mental health implications that come from an event like that. And like every now and then I would say that messes with me. Um, and then there was another time where my camera had a problem and I think the sensor was buggy or there's something wrong with the sensor. And that was early on in my career. Yeah. So you can't just lose a camera and buy another camera because you just don't have the money to do that. Like, it's very, like, so I lost my camera, so I was I, I went from using like a, a GH5 back to using like a like a fucking like phone, and I was like, oh my god, this is crazy. And then I had to save up money again to then re-get another GH5. So that was like that was a whole other nightmare. But those were those are the two things that I say. Uh, obviously, the uh, the mom thing is something that's ongoing and it, and it still affects me. But the the camera thing that was a hard hiccup because at the time. Um, I just didn't have the money to get another one. Bro, I can relate. I can relate. That, that, that has happened to me twice. Um, it's hard. I can't relate to what you said about um, your mum. That's, that's, quite, that's, that's, quite, that's quite hard to take in. Um, you know, I haven't ever, uh, you know, I haven't experienced anything like that. I'm sorry that you, you did, you know, that's hard. But, um, you know, I guess, you know, I can relate to the... The camera stuff is, is hard, man, you know. Someone stole camera, my camera, you know. Um, that oh, really sucks. Crazy. In Bali, you know, they stole Alexa's, my Alexa um, and I's and camera um, when we was in Bali. Um, that was rough. Uh, Wait, they stole an Alexa? No. <laughs> okay, so Alexa... When I say Alexa, Alexa is um, she. She's who I've been traveling with. In the like I spoke oh, about her. She's she's who. I thought you meant like an Ari <laughs> Alexa. I was like, yo, they stole it. No, no. So those are like twenty Gs, and they just stole it. No, so I'll, I'll quickly break down the story. Alexa, Alexa came to Canada. Uh, sorry, Alexa met me in Bali, 
um, so we was going to start our traveling trip. This was in January this year. And I booked this villa. Um, cause like, I don't know, I just wanted it to be dope for us. I wanted it, to, I wanted it to, you know, I wanted us to have like a nice outdoory kind of rustic vibe. It was her first time in Bali. It was my second time. So I knew what to expect. This has never happened to me before. Basically what you're saying is my guy was trying to date Alexa. That's what it sounds like over here. No, no, he wasn't. He wasn't like, that's no, that's, that's, that's not what happened. That's, yo, yo whoa, whoa, whoa. Yo, yo, hang on. <laughs> yeah. Just listen. Yo, look. No, that's not what happened. I hope, hope not. Anyway, I'm just kidding. No, but basically we left our cameras. She had a, um, she had a Sony a 6500, I believe not. It was like a, that was like a $900 Sony basically. And I had a Sony A7S Mark II with a 16 to 35 lens. My first ever vlogging camera fell into a rice pond in the rice fields. When I was changing my lens, very stupid of me. I never done, I've never done anything like this. I've had, I've had this camera for two years, guys. I dropped the camera in the water and it, and it broke. And then my friend, Josh Ewalt, who taught me how to fly FPV, he, I'm not even kidding. If, if I can play a clip right here, I'm going to play a clip. He took apart every single piece of that Sony A7S Mark II in a camera store to try and repair it. Pat, tell me the truth. Have you ever seen someone take apart a Sony camera in front of you? No, man. That's okay. crazy. He took apart. It took him five fucking hours to do, and then we put it back together, and it didn't work. So I had to... Sp oh, no. So... So maybe this was a blessing in disguise because I did actually want to move to Canon. That is when I moved to Canon. I got I moved to Canon ESR. I got 15 to 35 lens. How this ties into the Ale uh, with Alexa is that camera that I bought that I just spent all that money on got stolen out of my villa when I wasn't in the villa um, and, along with Alexa's camera. So put, put yourself in my shoes. Two seconds. Alexa and I are in... She is it's day free for her. We've got all this plans, fun planned stuff. You know, we're going to go to all these dope rice fields. We're going to go to Nusa Penida, have all these fun times. No, you, no, you ain't. You're getting your camera stolen. And when we have our first argument, it, it really kind of rocks, rocks out. Um, hopefully we're going to, Alexa and I will talk about that in the future on this. Um, we have been talking about doing like a little story time because we've got a lot more stories about that. We had to go to a police station in the pouring rain with a manager from the hotel that wouldn't tell them what happened. Um, I ended up having to get a separate person who wasn't to do with the hotel to try and tell them, the police, what had happened. And it was a very rough situation. Oh. We didn't get our cameras back. We had, uh, luckily my insurance... Yeah, Alexa bought a new camera and luckily uh, my insurance covered partial of my new camera, which is what you're filming on right now. We still don't know what it, who it was. Like, uh, we were so convinced it was someone in the, the villa. We wasn't sure. Like, the police came and interviewed everyone. It's really, I've never been in a situation like this. I, I felt so, they didn't just take that as well. They took my Ronin. Bro, imagine someone taking your Ronin. Bro, you got a Ronin, right? You got a Ronin? I got a, I got a, I got a Weeble S. But it's a little different. Is it? Is it? What are you supposed to stabilize? Ronin is great, man. It stabil it's sucks that you got it stolen. What are you supposed to What was I supposed to stabilize anything with? You know? What was I supposed to do? <laughs> no, but um, yeah, that's that's why I relate to you on that front. So that was a, you know, I, I've had a lot of moments like that, like you, and like it sucks, man. When you first start as well, like that's cameras aren't. It's not like you know. It's not like some headphones. It's just, it's It's like your it's your bread and butter. Literally, man. I remember I spent a ton of the money that I had on that camera and then it just got stolen. And I was like, damn it. Like, it's like starting over again. So like moving forward, like what, what excites you moving forward? Do you, are you, are you still motivated or 
do you have burnout? Like, cause that, that's something that a lot of creators happen. Do, do you get burnout? Uh, luckily enough for me, uh, a lot of the stuff that I make isn't frequent. I'm not posting all the time. Yeah. I post personally. I just want to post when I'm happy with what it is that I've made. Yeah. I don't like just posting for the sake of posting. Okay. Um, and being inside and not traveling, actually, if anything, has given me more of a fire that's been lit under my ass, I guess, in the sense of being like, okay, there's a lot of these things that I really want to do. And the longer I don't get to do some of them, the, the more I want to do them. It just builds up in motivation. So it kind of, you, you have time to come up with ideas. Okay. You have time to come up with mood boards, like what we were looking at. Yeah. And uh, you have time to really refine some of the projects that you really want to do for yourself. And for me, like that was the most important part about the whole quarantine scenario. So honestly, you know, the whole quarantine thing is, uh, it's actually been good. I think if anything. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's definitely, uh, it's helped a lot of, uh, I think it's helped some people, you know, as I said earlier, it hasn't helped, but if anything is, it's definitely, uh, it's helped me a lot and I'm excited to, to move forward with it. Um, yeah, I think, I think we're, we're coming, we're coming to our, our end point of this. Uh, is there anything you want to ask or anything you want to say or like just, just real quick or? Um, well, I think if there's anything that I'd want to say, I think, you know, the most important thing, at least the thing that I live and die by, by this industry, which I feel like a broken record player saying is to not worry so much about what it is you're shooting on or what kind of transitions you have yeah. or what destination you're going to, but uh, the order of which your footage goes in and really, you know, if you can, if possible, finding an actual purpose behind what you're making so that so, you can make something for a reason and you feel good about it afterwards. I think that, to me, is the most important part of filmmaking. So when you say this is your... That's your advice. Uh, that's yeah. probably your advice for filmmakers. I'm, yeah, I'm glad. Be my biggest word of advice. I'm glad. Sure. I'm glad I didn't have to ask that because that's such a generic question. I'm glad you just uh, you came out with that. It's nice to. It's nice that you said that. Damn, this is your first podcast. You did pretty well, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Where can we check you out? Where can we check you out? Tell me your. Tell me your ads. Tell me your so your socials. Uh, you can check me out on Instagram at Pat Greenall. Okay. And then green like the color A L L, and it's the same thing on YouTube as well check him out guys and also watch the space because hopefully um hopefully we're gonna we're gonna be uh working together soon and you know maybe by that time i'll ca catch up to you in subs he's on 18k i'm on 14k it's not <laughs> it's not about like, it's not about numbers but you know um it's yeah getting getting up to those crazy videos man and you will for sure but like do, do you not think getting up to the number again when you got up, up to the 10k you're like oh okay that's actually like hard to do man that's not easy yeah yeah, no, 10K, 10K was sick for sure. Um, when was that? Like I said, like I just try to make the coolest shit that I can. Um, it sounds so cliche to say this and like everybody, whatever, but I really don't think about the numbers that much because like yeah. in the spectrum, all my friends around me are, are like, they have these like, huge numbers, right? But I really just want to focus on making dope shit. Like I just want to make really good stuff and... Uh, Luckily enough, 18,000 people happen to like it, which is great. Yeah, and would you say, uh, wait, when did you hit 10K? When was it? Oh, I don't even remember. remember. You see, maybe, I, like, maybe like a year ago or something? Yeah, maybe? look, I'm not going to lie, guys. I do kind of care about the numbers a bit too much. There's, 
I'm not going to, you can probably tell that because I talk about, I don't know, for me, it's nice to know that you've got an audience and it's, and you're doing something right. You know, that's what I like to, I like to monitor the audience because if I'm not doing something, if I'm doing something wrong, maybe, or I don't know, maybe I think about, it's nice to talk to Pat because he obviously doesn't worry about the numbers. He just does his thing. Maybe that's a healthier mindset, but we won't know until the next episode because we're going to end it right here, guys. And hopefully we can, um, we can talk to more 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 crazy like Pat, maybe Pat can come on again. We can get a Zoom call with some buddies, and uh, that yeah. that would be dope. And hope we, I don't know, maybe we can do this podcast on a on a skyscraper somewhere. Let's 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 make this a bit weird. That could be wild. <laughs> yeah, okay, guys. Pat, thank you so much, bro. Um, I really appreciate you doing this for me. Um, in return, let me know what I can do for you if you need anything. I'll come on your podcast. Let me know if you need it. You start if you're starting one. That'd be dope. You should, man. You're a natural. Yeah, man. Thank you, thank you so much for having me, bro. It, it's refreshing actually talking to another creator. Uh, for once and not just like a random human being so absolutely man man. i appreciate it i will talk to you soon man thank you so much i'll see you soon see you later man see you later man okay guys so that is it i hope you enjoyed this that was fun. This was a learning curve for me. I've never done anything like this before, as I said, and I've really enjoyed it. You know, I love talking to people. I love learning from people and I hope you got something from it. I hope it brightened up your day. I hope it, you know, if you've got any questions, hit me up on Instagram or if you want to come on, if you want to talk to us, come and speak to us. I'll see you next time. Peace. Oh. <laughs>